welcome to Take 141 of Sweet Film Talk and Take 1 of Sweet Film Talk collaboration with We Explain Movies. We're going to bring the ladies on so they can talk about their show. We're super excited to have them on. It's been a couple months in the planning, but this is the perfect movie to do it. So we're super hyped. Um, we're reviewing Black Widow today, but before we review Black Widow, there's we've picked like our favorite pieces of news from the week to talk about our favorite like things that we watched to talk about. Then we're gonna talk about Black Widow and to keep with tradition of all of the guests that have come on, the ladies from Week Explain Movies, they're going to give us their top five favorite films. I don't know if it's like a collective top five or each of y'all are gonna do a top five, but if it's each of y'all top five, then that's even better. So- Oh, it better be do, because I want new movies. Yeah. Uh, no, our seriously. tastes are too different. <laughs> That's perfect. So we'll probably have like 15 movies. Perfect. Have 15 if you have honorable movies. mentions. Oh, don't yes. tempt us. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that is perfect. Um, without any further ado, is your boy Sweet Keeks. Um, T TC and... We explain movies. Woo. Hi. Hey, yo. My name is Kayleen. My name is Kimmy. I'm Courtney. So try to remember all those voices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, to be well, honest, I like talk with an accent if needed. Oh, what kind? <laughs> no, I don't need to. Any kind. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a preferred accent? Do Marco Robbie the whole time. <laughs> I, I, I do like to talk like Margot Robbie, um, which just, I'm sorry, Australian listeners. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is she oh. Australian or British? I thought she was Aust British, but Australian. Australian. She's Australian. Yeah, I love, yeah, I love a good so hot. <laughs> I love a good Australian accent just to say cranky mites. That's the go-to. That's a good one. Yeah. It puts rip shrimp rip Steve Irwin. All-time go. <laughs> you love the Irwins? <laughs> yeah. For sure. Oh, my gosh. His kids, the family, they're just, they've just stayed perfect through time. I yes. know. Mindy, so she's, she's living it up. Absolutely. I, I will say I'm a, I'm a big Love Island guy. Love Island mm. UK and USA are both going on right now, so very excited. However, a dark horse for best all-time Love Island season is Love Island Australia season two. Whoa. <laughs> beautiful people, beautiful accents. It, it just all comes together really well. Wow. Put that in my to watch. Have ever watched Love Island? No. no. Are you, are you I guys, heard, I've heard good things. Are you guys Bachelor or Bachelorette watchers? No, we do no. like real some reality TV, but just those aren't them. I'm a huge Big Brother fan. Mm, okay. Oh, that just started. I did. Has yes. that been going on for a while? Twenty-three goddamn years. That's so wow. long. That's <laughs> no, they're they're on their twenty-third season, but it is Ooh. like twenty twenty-one years. What's the premise of Big Brother? Uh, you get shoved in a home and you're not allowed out until you get kicked out um, and you're being filmed 24 seven. And so like back in the nineties, it was cool. Cause 90, like late, actually back in the early 2000s, you would watch it and it was fine. Cause you would just watch what production wanted you to see. But now there's people called like live feeders who watch it 24 seven and report back what every person did that oh entire my. time. So it's gotten a little <laughs> too intense, but um, yeah, that's what I watch. So if you that's... wanted, you could make that your entire life. Yeah. And maybe peaks. You can do that all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I literally do. I wish I wish Survivor was on right now because I would. Uh, I would yeah. Have the live feed, Ponderosa baby going. I've never been able to get into Big Brother. I don't know what it is. I might have missed the boat for it. But my family was always a Survivor and Amazing Race fan. 
Oh, that was my family. family. My family yeah. was a survivor, amazing race. Like we grew up watching those. I didn't know that you were a survivor person. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, actually, kind of like morbid story. Oh god. Never mind. I don't want to tell the story. Don't worry. Knowing that you guys don't edit, I don't want to put that story in, actually. <laughs> maybe what, what off air. Maybe, maybe. Tell, yeah. yeah. Maybe but, okay. off air. But Kimmy, have you seen a recent episode of Amazing Race? Have you watched it recently? No, like uh, somebody mentioned to me that they had put like the uh, villains versus heroes on. And I was like, oh, I watched that when it aired. Like I'll go back and rewatch it. And I kind of, as I was watching it, remembered, oh yeah, that's when this happened. That's when Rupert's toe gets broken, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, but yeah. no, like in the recent seasons, I, I kind of like didn't know that they were still producing that show. Is that so, Survivor or Amazing Race? Survivor, Survivor. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Survivor. So we we actually, me and my wife recently have gone back to watch all of them from like season 20 till now. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it, it's like, it's, it's gotten good. so good. And Jeff Probst, he just like, he ages like fine wine. Yeah, that man is like almost 60 years old and he's one of the most handsome people I've ever seen. He's 60? Wow. Yeah. He yeah. should almost start a podcast with Survivor. Just Survivor <laughs> with Geeks. Yes. As a tease, me and my brother-in-law and some other people, we have talked about doing one. Stop. Ooh. Very seriously talk like, about I will one. like, subscribe, and occasionally comment if that is the case. Perfect. But so <laughs> The Amazing sorry. Race, we went back, me and my wife went back and tried to watch a season. It's not the same. Mm. I don't know what it is when you're a kid, like the, the adventure, but it's not as strategic as Survivor is or maybe even Big Brother. Yeah, like Survivor is really well produced and really well thought out. And I feel like the only exciting thing about Amazing Race was thinking like, oh, we could do that. Like as a family, we were like, we should sign up one Aww. day. Like we'll sign up and do it. And like, we won't be the family that like fights with each other, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's what you say. Yeah, <laughs> but then words. I think about like every family. Oh, you and Jesse would get into it. Yeah, like every you family Jesse would, like, oh. where's the luggage? Oh my god! Like, where where is it? And it would just be a nightmare. And it was just cool to see like where they traveled to. Like when they tried yeah. to get into the drama and stuff, it's like, what what is your show? What what are you yeah. what are you going for? So yeah, I guess it's more like interpersonal drama mm -hmm. instead of like alliances and everything. You can't really do alliances in the Amazing Race. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Okay, that was uh, talking reality TV. I love yeah, it. That was a reality um, TV section. I want to know, and so does Keeks, and I'm sure all our listeners, what started with the We Explain Movies podcast? How did you guys meet? What's oh. what's the background? Give us the wow. Give us the history lesson. Like the love origins the, of our the origin story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's like multi-layered. Yes. <laughs> well, we I all... saw Kimmy in a film before I ever met her. Did you her really? In the the bad one. Oh Jesus! <laughs> like, <laughs> and so... I went, oh, she's the best part of this bad thing. <laughs> uh, you did not say <laughs> no, that. No, I did. So we all went to the same college. Uh, we're we're all in the same major, and we didn't know each other, but I, you know, I guess we took similar classes, and I guess you saw me in some <laughs> stupid student film that I did. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, then once we got like finished with the general education stuff, then we started having more centralized class, a more personal level, like meeting each other and stuff. And Kayleen and I became really, really close friends and with her fiance as well. And um, then Courtney transferred to the school as well. And we all met that way. Mm -hmm. um, 
Kayleen and I are actually from like rival high schools in our hometown and we didn't know that until we like were really close friends. So oh. that's cool. That is cool. So we're all like from uh, like Kimmy and I are really close because we were rival high schools, but Courtney is also not that far away from where she's from. So it's like all of our core friends are either born and raised in San Diego or from Northern California for some reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just worked out nicely. And uh, same area. Yeah. yeah. Same area. And then we were friends ever since after college. Um, and we started the podcast in 2019. So a good six years after the three of us all knew each other. Mm -hmm. And we're going on eight years of friendship yeah. what, in August. Yeah. Cheers. And three three years of podcasting in February. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. That's kind of what solidifies then, a friendship. If it's a good friendship, a podcast. let's start a yeah, podcast it is. together. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> what's the origin story of the creation of the podcast? The, it was the Starbucks story. The Starbucks, the Starbucks story. story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you can tell it. We, we were all, I don't know where we were going, but we were all getting some Starbucks yep. and, um, and Kayleen is not the biggest fan of like scary no, movies. No, no, no. Oh, see, I'm telling it wrong. No, I'm telling it wrong. What, what Thank you, it? Kayleen. <laughs> I agree. Wait. I'm, She's that, talking about Hereditary. Which I'm is talking about something thing, else. But I don't watch Hereditary. The, this was the that. Fifty Shades Free Part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so who hadn't seen Me. it? Me. You. <laughs> Kayleen and I watched Fifty Shades Freed, which, For as, as you know, is a work of art. I've only seen the first um, one. But oh, well, work of you've art. seen enough. You've seen enough. Yeah. <laughs> and we were just explaining it to Courtney, like, beat by beat, this is what happened. Now you don't have to see it, which is like generally how a lot of our conversations go. Like, a huge part of our personality is that we love movies. Yeah. And it's like, do I need to see this? If not, tell me what happens. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was just this special conversation where because like you know Courtney's funny she was like saying funny things and was like oh is this what happens at the end mm -hmm. and we just we were like wow are, are we hilarious <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> followed it up with so many questions and then a few months later Kimmy and I both went and saw Hereditary and if you've both seen it like spoilers a lot of really bad stuff happens in it and we know that Kayleen would just not jive with that movie so we told her we saw it and loved it. And she just kept asking questions like, no, no, spoiler for me. No, 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 tell me what happens to the girl's head. No, I have to know, I have to know. <laughs> and so we got into this habit of just explaining movies to one another that we knew the other wouldn't see and then podcast. Mm -hmm. It was Okay, so originally... I'm, I'm gonna chime in very quick. Yeah, I, I think we started following each other on Instagram mm -hmm. probably like a year ago, something like that. I don't I know, think like probably way about a year ago. We were, probably before, like way before we started talking, I think we were just, following each other you know yeah you, you know the instagram game you know the community exactly and it's like, like everyone like. follows each other i noticed like the empire <laughs> records do you guys get those comments oh yeah no. we had to filter out like promote i i uh filtered out promote it yeah mm. because we got so many comments from spam comments promote it oh yeah yeah i guess we're not we're not there yet Wow. The spam bots. I don't think we've ever gotten one, but I decided, I was like, oh, like they follow us. I'm going to go listen to your stuff. And I, I loved the format of exactly what you guys said, because like, we've all been in that position of you're explaining the movie. I remember the first time that happened to me, my cousin saw Spider-Man 2 in theaters and I just wanted him to explain the whole thing to me. So then I could go watch it and it felt like I knew what was going on. I was like, Ooh. yeah, 12 or something like that. Yeah. And I, Plus, y'all are ex your chemistry is so funny on your podcast. Aww, but yeah, uh, notification gang, 
right here. Yes. Notification <laughs> yeah. game. Every, every yeah. other Monday, right? Every other Monday. Ish. Yeah, ish. that's like ish. <laughs> I think it. Great, great definitely, banter. It definitely bodes well that we knew each other for six years because then we're comfortable with each other. We've all lived together too. We that's have. true. Yeah, uh, we all have lived together. That will that will yeah. definitely get the chemistry going. Question: Wait, who's sorry, doing dishes? Before, sorry, really quick. I was gonna say, is that window open, Jillian? The no. One? Oh, she can't. It's just not the open street now. sweeping. Is yeah, so our, our street sweeping just went by. They're gone now, though. Oh, okay. okay. Apologies. For a second, I thought. For a second, I thought that was the toilet. I was like, that's impressive. It's a loud toilet. <laughs> <laughs> the water pressure out here is awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's like plain quality, plain toilet <laughs> quality. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's partly like, so we've been talking, We and then we just like talk, we've been talking like on off for probably like the last, I don't know, like six to eight months or whatever, yeah. and made sense to bring you on the podcast because uh, just love your stuff. So everyone, seriously, go listen to everything of We Explain Movies because it's oh, very good. Every other week, fun movie. You, and y'all talk about kind of everything. So it's not just new releases. It's like you did The Little Prince last week or the week before? The Little Princess was a couple weeks ago. And then today we just released uh, Summer of 84. So we went from 90s peak girl cinema to <laughs> 80s peak boys. <laughs> yeah. You got to bounce around. Yeah. yeah, and that's right. like I, I I like that because I think for us and even like I think you sometimes feel like you have to re renew review the new stuff, right? Because it's kind of like what gets the to quote kind get of, uh, Will Ferrell, gets the people going, you know, gets, gets the people, people going, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, I like that y'all kind of review a little bit of everything, and y'all do like new stuff, and you do your like season recap, which I think is super dope. That like how often is that? How often y'all do that? Every six episodes is a wrap episode. Um, so like to see who's watched what in that round. Because we do, oh, we do cool. like every combination of that we can from the group and then we close the round. Oh, okay. And, and what that to... in? Because I, I, I love that. I love that y'all do that. Yeah. <laughs> it all happened as we went. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we made it up as we went along. <laughs> yeah, this was going to be a YouTube channel first. And then we were like, let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what that's what Keeks and I were thinking first. And then uh, a friend, shout out B. Lyman Warrior, invited me to go on his little podcast, talk about the NBA draft back Ooh. in 2018. And he did it through Anchor. And I was like, this is super easy. I was like, Keeks, we should just do this. Mm -hmm. And so that's what started. It is for... so simple. Yeah. Do, you, do you guys use Anchor as well? We do. Yeah, we yeah. just switched over to Anchor from Podbean. That's awesome. That's awesome. No sponsors for Podbean. <laughs> no sponsors for Podbean. <laughs> yeah, the the really nice good. part about Anchor is, though, you they do let you activate, like, a sponsorship code. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. Have you two done that? Yeah, we, we did it, yeah. like, two maybe two years ago or something like that. Takes takes a while to fill it up, at least, you know, like, you're not, like, that yeah. big of a podcast. But it, it was yeah. something. Like, it was cool to, we filled it up, and I think it was, like, 50 bucks, and that's pretty cool. We should do that. We should yeah, do you that. should totally do yeah. it. And it's like, you just have a little like intro that you record and you fit it in at the beginning or the end yeah. or the middle, wherever you want. That's good. Mm -hmm. yeah. Pretty easy. Mm -hmm. So so now that you guys have been doing it for two years, kind of what do you think, what are y'all thinking of doing next? Is there, are there goals? Are there little sneak peeks that you want to give us? That's a great question. <laughs> People ask me all the time, like, you know, oh my gosh, like, you know, why do you do it? And we, it's not really about like listenership. It's not really about like 
you know, views, I guess, it's, it's a podcast, so there's no listens. listens or anything like that. We do this regularly. So it's just something that we enjoy. And, and it's also, it was actually really special thing to do when we were all in quarantine because mm-hmm. it's exhausting to kind of like get on Zoom and like meet up with people and stuff. But we kind of had this obligation to meet up and, and talk to each other and talk about this thing that we love. And so that really helped us kind of reunite every week and also like check up on each other and stuff like that. So it's just something that we like to do. It's something that we're going to continue to do because we would just do it anyway. Yeah. Just not, you know, just be kind closed doors. So I don't know. What do you guys think? That's a, I like the, you bring up like during COVID. So any of those episodes that happened during March to July, we hadn't seen each other like that whole time. Whoa. So we were often like, probably crying before or after those episodes. <laughs> oh. And then it was like, saddle up for a simple favor. Here we go. <laughs> Is it life awesome? <laughs> yeah. And I think I what, you, what y'all are saying is so true is if you get into doing a podcast and you want to make money, um, it's like a like 0.1% or 1% right, or something. Right. Yeah actually go on so one of our friends maddie murphy the bad broadcast yeah she like started and has now exploded and is sponsored and it's like a job for her but we're kind of i think in your realm and even like hers you you start it because you want to Mm -hmm. and from there the passion shows you can do people come on and say that they like your stuff and that's kind of cool to get a bit of validation because it's not like you need validation but you do need. But also we do. It's nice, but also have some validation. Yeah, so. um, Yeah, we're totally cool if it's you two listening, our two besties on the East Coast, and then our other bestie who lives in that room right there. Like that's enough listeners for us. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Like being on this podcast with you guys right now, I feel like this has been the most rewarding part about doing this. Like Mm -hmm. meeting the take three boys we've created this like what feels like it'll be a lifelong friendship from people we've never actually met that would have never happened if we didn't do this and like you know now we've met you and we get to like virtually hang out with you this is this is the best part it mm-hmm. is yeah when you're out to utah let us know yeah so we'll, hit, we'll hit a movie yes. <laughs> also i will be in southern california in october Ooh, Ooh. that's the best month oh my gosh to go to disneyland but also to be at the beach for one day (laughs) so san diego beach or like the la beach like la beach so i don't know how (laughs) okay we'll we'll, we'll collaborate we'll see disneyland is a lot closer to us than la yeah just for reference awesome this is true yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and maybe um like i there's always some fun like Halloween time movie things going on. Um, like we live right by a rooftop cinema club where you can like see a movie on a rooftop. But oh, that's so in the cool. LA area, they're always doing like they had a cool Stranger Things drive through last year that mm-hmm. I wish I went to, but I didn't. Um, and it looked really fun. Man, when is that so, coming yeah, out? When it gets the what, next, the next Stranger Things, December, I think. Uh-huh. Winter time. Yeah, better. Oh, I didn't know that. Crave it. After seeing well, when Dark- it gets. Sorry, when it gets closer to you being out here, you should hit us up. Yeah. Let us know what your plans are. I, I was already kind of planning on it, so this is nice. This is nice <laughs> now, that it's so at least like, have your permission. Yeah, it's now <laughs> yeah. out in the out in the open. Um, okay, yeah. so actually, I kind of want to touch on something. Y'all, so this is just a little tease. Y'all said that you're going to do YouTube. I've been thinking about doing YouTube for the channel. We're going to do it um, August. Let's see. I got to see. I think it's the 
13th of August will be the first little tease of the YouTube channel. Ooh, so cool. Is it going to be I've, uploads of your of your Zoom or is it going to be a different, is it going to be like video essays? Yeah, uh, video essays, I don't know. I'm, I've, I've already written a few essays that I want to convert to video essays. So it will probably be that at first, nice. but who knows? I don't know. It, it's, it's kind of a, not a long story, but I've been collecting sneakers for a while. And I was like, I'm just going to sell them because I'm only walking on one leg and will only be on one <laughs> leg for like seven months yeah. and I can make some money. So I made a good amount of money and I'm going to go buy a camera and we're going to figure it out. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, okay. Cool. I thought you were, I thought you were segueing into you telling us that you're making like a sneaker. I thought you as well. <laughs> <laughs> no. You were like, I have all these sneakers. So before I sell them, I say, this is what they're for. Yeah. Yeah. Come buy this one from me for this <laughs> yeah. much money, and that would be the channel. No, I, I'll incorporate like streetwear. I'm sure, like I'll wear like a different like movie themed uh, mm. little, little plug. And after that, is a Instagram page that does really cool movie like bootleg T-shirts. Oh, I oh, love the, that. And the, in, in the mood for love T-shirt that you have. Yes, That's they made sweet. one for in the mood That's for nice. love. Which have you seen in the mood for love? No, I did not know what that was. <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh, you're gonna watch it. You're gonna fall in love with it the second that you watch it. But anyways, I bought one of those. And so, you know, we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll forever remember In the Mood for Love because I was watching that when the Kobe Bryant news broke wow. about oh. his passing. So Dang. I have that associated with In the Mood for Love. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, um, who plays Snape? Alan Rickman? Alan Rickman died on my birthday, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she's forever- oh, that, that takes the cake. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime that people Ever. are like, happy birthday, Kimmy, they're also like, remember Alan. <laughs> remember, remember, when, remember when your birthday killed Alan Rickman? Oh, God. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so um, another question that we love to ask all creators, anyone that comes on the podcast is, what is your advice to getting into, and y'all went to school for like theater, filmmaking? for theater performance mm -hmm. sweet okay so kind of what what advice do you have for people about maybe theater or film or podcasting anything like that oh that's a great question i'm like am i the right person to ask <laughs> <laughs> uh i feel like you have to maybe this is just me speaking to myself but i feel like you have to decide what you want it to be for you you know and i think that in high school i was like this will be my life. And then in college, I was like, maybe this is just something I love, but doesn't need to be in my entire life. So I think that's something important to figure out if you're, I guess for theater specifically, um, I guess maybe film too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's become, it was such a big passion of ours that we were like, well, let's turn it into a podcast, which if something came of it, that would be cool. But we also weren't like banking on it. Yeah. 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 I would say, you know, it, you really have to love it. And I think that there's a lot of people who go into it thinking that they love it and not understanding that it takes a lot of work. It's just as much work as if you're training to be like on a football team, right, you know, yeah. it's just as much work as if you're studying to be in the medical profession, like it's work. And a lot of people go into it, I think with a, a hobbyist mentality which is fine, but if you think it's gonna be something much more than that, you know, you need to kind of modify your expectations, I think. And that's that's a hard pill to swallow mm -hmm. because the whole industry and realm of it is so subjective. 
you know, it's not like math. It's not like two plus two is four. It's like, and, and that's right. That's the answer. It's, it can be anything and everything. And sometimes that, that gets kind of uh, convoluted, I think. Um, so yeah, just like Kayleen said, know what you need it to be for yourself and have realistic expectations about that because it's hard. I feel like this all sounds so pessimistic. I know. It's just like, you know, something that we all love. But mm-hmm. That's why I think that it's been so good to do this podcast. Like, like you said, Kayleen, yeah. is because it doesn't feel like work. And when we started it, we were like, you guys, if this ever doesn't feel like leisure, if this ever feels like a chore, we need to not do that, mm-hmm. you know? And so we've, we've tried to like hang on to that through the whole production of this. And it's been really fun growing up to just develop new passions um, and to find what actually gives you life and makes you feel joy as you're doing things. And for me now, it absolutely is movies and the viewing of them, the discussion of them. It's just like such a fun passion project. And so this is a perfect outlet for that. Yeah. Um, as is letterboxed. <laughs> yeah. So finding a passion and just giving it your all is the best advice. <laughs> My passion is letterboxed. My passion is letterboxed. I have I love app. letterboxed so much. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're much. the one who posts on the letterbox for SFT, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, you know what I love about doing that is because I actually want to do a really good post for Lost because I love the TV show Lost. I love that, Lost. That needs some love. So that will be my first letterbox review. But I'll go into letterbox because I'll get the emails because we share the Sweet Film Talk email. And I'll just go read Keeks's review <laughs> and his write-ups and I'll just start laughing because they're <laughs> super clever. <laughs> but those are, yeah, great advice. You don't, yeah, you got to f- have a passion and just go for it. Mm-hmm. TC, I think you, you've you touched on it most about like the leisure versus labor kind of a thing. We oh, touch yeah. on that a little bit more because you've been the big champion of that between the two of us. Um. Yeah, there's, there's times like, I, I mean, it goes with anything, but if something that you enjoy doing starts to feel like homework or tedious, and there's been times during when we, we've done the podcast where it feels like that, and it's just kind of like, I need a break. Like, I need a 250. Mm-hmm. What's IMDb up? 250. IMDb 250. IMDb 250. <laughs> yep. Yep. IMDb 250. We try to do that, and that just sucked. I'm going to be honest. Uh-oh. Yeah, There's it just felt like crap it, on there. <laughs> yeah, it felt like homework. It was just like, oh my gosh, I feel like I need to watch this because it's due tomorrow because we're going to record right. and, you know. So yeah, it's just finding a healthy balance. Totally. So. Yeah, I've been working my way through the thousand one movies to watch before you die, and some of them I just like plow through. I'm like, gotcha, yes, logging it, done, watched you. And then other ones I'm like, you suck and you don't belong <laughs> here. <laughs> and then it, it puts me off for like a good week or so. Yeah. yeah. You gotta watch what you want to watch. Exactly. Right? Even yeah. if it even if it's something that's maybe critically like, oh, this is kind of a man movie, give it a yeah. watch. Yeah. Yeah. Especially or if you've it's seen on a hundred times. Oh exactly. co- comfort movies are real. You gotta oh, circle back time. to comfort movies. <laughs> Need it. Need that refresh. <laughs> okay. That was thank you. Thank y'all for explaining a little bit because I think you t- y'all touched on very important points of basically like you if you put in the work I heard a quote once where is if you worked as hard as a doctor did to become a doctor you could make as much money doing whatever you want whoa that's something to chew on (laughs) and I know I thought about like every day since I've heard it and I think it's pretty true to a degree Mm. so if you just start something because you love it it's never going to feel like work 
like I, I was doing a full-time analytics job and putting in a few hours, a few hours, like sometimes a day, sometimes a week or whatever on SFT. And it was so fun. It never felt like it was work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then I quit my job because I was like, I'm just going to do movie stuff. Yeah. But, that's awesome. Good uh, for you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> now we are. And then I got my job and then I tore my Achilles and I'm sitting on my couch. Oh. <laughs> Oh my but, well, God, your Achilles? There's Jesus. some irony in there, I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now you don't get to work out in the heat, so it, it pans True. out. Yeah, yeah. I don't go outside, so I don't know how hot it is outside. Dude, rip your Achilles every summer. <laughs> <laughs> Low-key, it's been like the best summer I've had in a long time. Nice. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so it's It's been fun. Um, okay, so we're, let's a little bit of movie news. I think the real piece of movie news that me and TC wanted to touch on, y'all have probably picked your own, but uh, mm-hmm. Chris Stuckman. Yes. For us, friend of the podcast. I always feel weird saying that. I think we feel weird saying that. You get to, though. You get to say it. Yeah. yeah. Friend of the podcast. Um, congratulations. He's going to be making a movie. His first feature. Oh long God. time coming. And he's kind of hinted that he's going to stop reviewing movies on his channel and pivot to doing something. If y'all are familiar with David F. Sandberg or Pony Smasher on YouTube, he just explains the behind the scenes process of making movies. Like um, he talks about uh, like audience, like like screeners for like first audience screening the movie and then they give input. So he talks about that process. So I think it's gonna pivot to be something like that. It's gonna be, Chris Duckman's movie is gonna be based on um, the paranormal paranoids. Shelby Oaks. Yeah, Shelby Oaks is what it's called. The producer of uh, The Pale Door, which is on Shudder. Really cool streaming service. Ooh, this They're going to produce it. Yeah, I, I, I really like Shudder. It's, and it's impressive. So we'll see, it's got a great UI for like, if you really like horror. Yeah. But Chris Duckman, great job. TC, what did you think when you saw the news? And y'all... Do y'all watch Chris Duckman? Follow him much? Any opinions on this at all? I watched his Your Name episode. <laughs> that's, that's a good it. one. Um, and uh, Kayleen and I really like movie fights, and he's been on movie fights a bunch, hasn't he? On Screen Junkies. Oh, yes. I'll have to watch that. Yes. Yeah, we love is movie, is, is movie fights like a? Is that a? Is that like a debate? Yeah. They okay. It's pretty fast. It's pretty fast paced. Yeah. Oh, it's that's kind of cool. like the questions we do every week, mm-hmm. except it, instead of us being like, here's what I think, here's what I think, we would fight until someone wins. That's okay. awesome. Or cries. Or cries. <laughs> on our podcast. Which is why we don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Movie Fights is really fun, but I'm like, the way I would cry instantly on this show. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, super excited for Chris Stuckman. I hate horror. I don't really hate it. I just don't like it. Maybe I hate Mm-hmm. like horror but i'm there i will support chris duckman i hope it's a great watch and i hope it's done well i think it will be done well um the last horror movie i watched i think was hereditary Ooh. oh you did watch yeah. it i did watch hereditary That's intense, TC. i i w- actually read the synopsis before going and <laughs> 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 didn't help that much but uh i like thrillers though i can handle a good thriller mm-hmm. suspense but like horror movies I is it the gore that like it's you the just gore it's like the satanic vibes. I just oh, don't you're it. just like me. <laughs> I just don't like feeling like that. And it scares it's re- me. Yeah. Like, Zo- like we watched Zodiac recently for the- Love Zodiac. Like, oh, you don't like, my like that? Time. No, I like that. That's the kind okay, of movies okay. I do like is yeah. that kind of thriller suspense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, so you, you loved Hereditary then. <laughs> <laughs> Love. <laughs> yeah. Favorite movie. Oh, that movie was rough. Yeah. I love that movie and I've only seen it the one time because I'm kind of scared to go back. 
Um, I won't rewatch it. And then like whenever I would do watch, like I watched it with Kamiko and some other friends and I wore a hat and I just had like, my <laughs> hat over my eyes and like I would just peek up a little bit and then I'd bring it back down because I knew jump scares were coming. So yeah. It's just classic but, TC horror movies of. But I can handle like a quiet place. I think those are great movies for beginners with horror. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next bit of movie news. Do y'all have any movie news that y'all wanted to announce or share <laughs> or anything? We more picked it for the story. Yeah. Um, have Perfect. you all seen the the trailer for Nick Cage's new movie, Pig? Yes, I'm going to go see it Thursday. <laughs> oh my, I haven't. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, really just the story was a fun experience we had when we went to the movie theater recently um, because I knew what this film was from a few years ago. Like the log line was released and I thought it sounded like the funniest movie ever to grace the earth. <laughs> And I told everyone about it. I was like, there's this new movie called Pig. <laughs> and so we're watching the trailer for it. And I think Kimmy leans over to me and she's like, what the hell is this movie? And I was like, <laughs> someone stole his pig. And immediately the next line of dialogue in the trailer is Nick Cage going, someone stole my pig. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm laughing really hard. Then it gets further in the trailer and Kayleen's like, what's so special about the pig? And I was like, he's a truffle pig. And the next line of the trailer was, you don't understand, he's a truffle pig. I'm dead. <laughs> so I'm really happy you know what this movie is. And there's also just him going, yeah. where's my pig? Where's yeah. my pig? And then Did y'all ever see Willy's Wonderland? Cackling. I heard it was so bad between your review on Letterboxd and, and Take Three's three review on Letterboxd. And I heard it was kind of like a dialogue-free Nick Cage romp, and I, yep. I don't want that. <laughs> yep, yeah. that, that, that's exactly what it is. So at least he talks in this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, and like all the all the buzzwords on the on the trailer were like his most amazing performance, and I'm like, really, <laughs> really, <laughs> like uh, I, like I'll watch it. It was just go. Have you Watch. seen Con Air? Have you seen Astral Treasure? <laughs> have you seen Face Off? Oh, yeah. Have you seen Mandy? <laughs> you. Yeah, we did Mandy on the pod. Yes. yes. Oh. So one of us so has one seen of us it. Is I, I'm not, I, I, I don't want to see, see it. That. I did like it, you know? It's I liked awesome. It for what it was, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just a, a great, perfect, perfect, perfect role for him. Keeks, what uh, time exactly. are you seeing it on Thursday? I don't know, like 7.30? Me and Buddy are going to go see it. <laughs> oh. You want to come watch it? Yeah, I might, I might be down. Yeah, come do tag it, along. Do it. Tell us how it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do it. I, I, I might be available. I'll let you know. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay, I so there you go. There's our movie news. Yeah. Pig comes out, yeah. <laughs> comes out this week. Comes out this it, week. It's going to be a take 142, isn't it? Pig? I actually was planning on reviewing it, maybe with Spate. TC, are you going to be gone this week? No, I'll be here. Yeah. Oh, you I will? I, I might watch so Space sad. I don't know when I'll watch Space Jam. Uh, Sometime oh. this weekend. HBO Max, that is so nice. As yeah, we'll bring it, as we'll lead into Black Widow in a bit. Um, mm -hmm. Very nice mm -hmm. to be able to watch it at home, especially it Space is. Jam. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> especially Space Jam. What did we watch? What did we watch this week? Babe, uh, Courtney, Kimmy, and Kayleen. Why don't y'all start first? Ooh. What did you enjoy watching this week? Um, I watched. Um, what did I watch? I watched the su uh, summer of '94. It's just called Fear Street. Oh, it's just called Fear Street? 1994. Fear You're Street. You're mixing it with her. Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm messing it up. Okay. I watched Fear Street, 1994, followed by its subsequent film, Fear Street, 1978. 1978. Yeah. Okay. And mm. 
Um, really didn't enjoy the first one. <laughs> But I, I've just been kind of like on a trip right now where I'm just watching kind of like mindless stuff I don't have to think about. And there, it's either like I'm watching stuff that truly doesn't matter and I'm going to get up and like have a snack and not really pay attention during it. Or I'm watching some hardcore like stuff, like anomaly stuff. <laughs> so. Oh, gosh. I, I just, there's like no middle ground right now for me. I don't know why. I just think it's like the, the content that's coming out right now. So I put that on, really didn't enjoy it. For some reason turned on the second one and it was miles better mm. than the first mm. one. I just thought that the first one was a little clunky and they were asking us to jump on board to some kind of rivalry, historical rivalry very quickly without a lot of like exposition to back it up and it's very like larger than life and I wasn't really on board for it but the second one is it kind of about the origins of that and so it, it just makes for a more streamlined narrative and it's very much what's the scary movie about camp Friday the 13th Friday the 13th oh, okay <laughs> it's like in essence of that it's very much like homage to that and they got the color scheme right, they got like the costuming right, and they got, and kind of like some of the campy stuff goes better with it because mm -hmm. it's part of the brand in a way. And yeah, um, I, I am like three quarters of the way through it. So that review could change drastically. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, I don't know. I'll watch it tonight. <laughs> I've been curious to watch it. So that's, a, that's, that's I'll, I'll watch it. Cause I, anything horror and it's new, I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead. I would say that the the horror is very, sometimes I really appreciate horror that's very blunt and kind of like, um, uh, what do I want to say? Like it's blunt and it's not very like dramatized. Like it's not like we're focusing for a long time on this gory thing. It's like when you die, you're dead. And we're, we got to move on because somebody's chasing us, you know? Cool. Sometimes your head gets put in a bread slicer. Sometimes. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Do you see it's, it? It's like that you fully see it. You fully see like a lot of the gore in this. Wow. But it's like, no, her head's in a bread slicer. That's it, walk away. <laughs> yeah, it's, it. it's not like, look at this in the yeah, bread yeah. slicer. It's like, we did it, we're going, you know? So it's like, it's very much kind of how I thought about like 1917, the deaths in 1917. Mm. It's mm. death and war. You can't weep over it and have like a dramatic monologue over right. it for a long time. The other people are coming to get you. So you gotta move on, you know? Very cut and dry death, very blunt. I appreciate that. Yeah, love that. Uh, you know what, that kind of goes into one of my comments about what I watched. So I'll go into mine next. Um, I watched for the first time ever last night, Pan's Labyrinth. Ooh, so I haven't seen that. Ooh, so the thing that just Kimmy's review just now reminded me of is that there is so much violence in that movie that I didn't expect to linger as long as it does like there's a part where someone's face gets bashed in mm -hmm. and when they first get hit you're like oh no this guy's bad but then they just like keep showing it until his face is like mush I didn't expect this movie to be so brutal yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it was awesome to get to see it for the first time um I I guess I um not that this is like a negative thing on the movie but I thought there would be more creatures like the, I already knew about the goat and I already knew about the eyes, hands. And so I was like, ooh, which ones do I not know about? But those are like the two main 
um, costumed people in it. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good. It was very dark. It was very unique. Um, it, it kind of like scares me to think of how many people might have taken their children to see that on accident. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's a very real fear. I think yes. that really did happen. But but I also, in a way, almost feel like you should watch it when you're like old enough for it to not scar you for life. But also, it's a coming of age story in mm -hmm. a way. So it, like I feel like that would be nice to maybe watch as a teenager when you're old enough to handle some of the dark stuff. But like it would make such an impression on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, the favorite thing I watched this week was I followed up Black Widow with a different film by the same director, Kate Shortland. I was like, I want to know what she's done. And so I watched her film called Lore, um, and it was um, an Australian-German film because she's Australian, and uh, it takes place right after World War II, and it had a lot of the same themes as the Black Widow movie, and I really thought it was a gorgeous film like she she can nail it when it comes to like cinematography and telling stories and all of this stuff and so i would highly recommend that movie mm -hmm. sweet nice that um, is one thing that i enjoyed about black widow so i think we'll talk about it a little bit more but nice i thought black widow looked really good yeah yeah my favorite thing i watched was the tomorrow war on amazon prime oh. with chris pratt uh we went over to my brother and sister-in-law's last sunday and they're not big movie watchers, but uh, my sister-in-law was like, let's watch T Tomorrow War. I was like, oh, I've heard about that. Like I've seen a little bit of advertising for that. Um, it's Terminator meets um, Edge of Tomorrow, basically. Mm -hmm. And kind of seen it before, not maybe as original, but still really fun, uh, good action movie, um, fun little comedic placement Good intense, good suspense as well. Um, fun little story. So I'd give it a B plus slash sweet. I actually really had a good time with the Tomorrow War. Cool. If you're looking for a new movie on Amazon Prime, check it out. So very low barrier you, of entry. Do you feel like the do you feel like the story is pretty strong or is it kind of like cut and paste action movie? I haven't seen it. I'm just curious. Um, I think the story is actually pretty good. Um, okay. I, I love anything with time travel. I'm a yeah. sucker for time travel. So <laughs> time travel movies are definitely my brand. And this has a fun concept of the time travel. And it's kind of showed in a new light um, where they like wear wristbands and they go to the uh, future to fight these bad things yeah the white claws is what they call them the, the white, white spikes. claws the white oh. spikes we would <laughs> we I'm would like, joke that's distracting we would joke about white claws and now it's that's just cemented that they are white claws. <laughs> they are the white claws now they're not the white they are, I love they that. are the, the white claws oh tm yeah and the good but, guys are the trulies yes <laughs> yes um but yeah good watch i i, I recommend it sweet um, my favorite thing I watched this week was Stop Making Sense. Jonathan yeah. Demi. I saw that, I think, yeah. Courtney and Kayleen, have y'all both seen it? Or something I like haven't, that? I want to. Courtney Maybe it's just Courtney me, that I saw had seen it too. One of my faves, so good. <laughs> it is Jonathan Demi directed a concert of the Talking Heads mm -hmm. of their tour, Stop Making Sense in 1984. Uh, Jonathan Demi directed Philadelphia and Silence of the Lambs too. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know much about the Talking Heads. I've heard some of their music, but then I realized, oh, David Byrne, he's Talking Heads. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy's crazy talented. The whole thing evolves into this 
perform. It just starts out with Jonathan Demi coming out into like what looks like a fact, like a warehouse with a a, a boombox playing the beat to Psycho Killer as he sings to it with a guitar, and mm-hmm. then it transforms into this actual performance. I was enthralled by the whole thing. My wife came in as I was like 25 minutes in and said, okay, we're going to watch Love Island. And I kind of threw a fit. Cause I was like, no, like I'm watching this. I can't just turn on Love Island, but I did. Cause I love Love Island. And then as soon as it was over, I, I, I turned it back on and finished it. And I've been listening to Talking Heads like all week. Oh, I love that. That whole it's, album is so easy to listen to and just picture everything that happens on the stage now. It is. Um, yeah, Nathan for you before Nathan for you. Okay, I was gonna bring Big that up suit to episode. your letterbox too. Yeah. <laughs> Big suit episode happened. Big and suit episode. <laughs> I, I, I just had a blast with it. It's on Amazon Prime, streaming free, super easy to pick up and watch. Awesome. Just yeah, it was awesome. It was so cool. I know there's something more to it. I don't understand what it is, but I know there's some story <laughs> that there's some meaning to it. But yeah, Stop Making Sense was really awesome. And that was an A sweet. Very exciting. Oh, yeah, sweet. okay. Would you like us to, to rate our movies? Oh, yeah, I forgot oh, yeah, to, you to do that. that. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> you can uh, just go, do sweets, hours spoiled, and you can do grades however you want. Yeah. I'm going to go letter grades. A minus, <laughs> sweet for lore. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to say a B plus sour for your okay. street. I love <laughs> a good sour drop. Yeah. A good sour drop. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go A, and I would say sweet, but I also feel like Pan's Labyrinth isn't for everyone, like especially if you're not into violence. So maybe maybe kind of on the edge of sour, Okay. depending yeah. on who you are. We'll I guess I would chicken. have to say sweet. We'll yeah, exactly. I was going to say like a, a sweet tart for mine because I do feel bad at recommending a movie about Nazi children as sweet. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now you've given us yeah. context. That's okay. It's still yeah. sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's still sweet for sure. Okay. Black Widow time. Let's Black go. Widow time. Okay, I, I'm I'm super excited to talk about Black Widow. I think we all are because, listen. So okay, first before we get into any of it, it is directed by Kate Shortland, and it is written by uh, Jack Schaefer, Eric Pearson, Ned Benson, and tells the story uh, bet- right after Civil War. Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff, is on the run, and she's trying to meet up with her family with or surrounding the subplot of other black widows who are currently under control by the red room where they all go to get indoctrinated and brainwashed to become assassins. Florence Pugh is also in it. David Harbour's in it. And Rachel Weiss is in the movie. And I think I'm going to go straight off the bat. Black widow, I think is a solid movie. Is the best? No. Is it the worst? No. But it's pretty good in terms of like an origin story that's um, 20 movies a little too late. Mm-hmm. I think would be the best, like this movie suffers from being released when it's being really, really released now. And I think that's the biggest complaint that everyone is going to have. Uh, overall, I thought it was pretty good. TC, Courtney, Kimmy, Kimmy. Yeah. What did you think of it? Yeah, think? no, I, I agree with you, Keys. I think it's a bummer because I think this movie should have, came out between civil war and infinity war i i i don't know if women didn't exist in the marvel universe back then (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't i like i chris stuckman said that he people have said because they wanted to see what wonder woman would do in her film Mm. in 2017 to see how that would do but i think black widow widow was a prominent character like everybody liked her um Mm -hmm. i think she would have done 
fine with her own solo movie between that time and uh, even took a screenshot. Where is it? So after Civil War, uh, that was released May 6, 2016. Then you had Doctor Strange in November in 2016, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in May of 2017, and Spider-Man Homecoming in 2017. Um, so I think you could have probably plugged in Black Widow maybe right. sometime July. in between those movies. July. Probably in, in between, yeah. like maybe Doctor Strange and Spider-Man because Doctor Strange is an origin story and Spider-Man is the origin story without the origin. It's like sure. they brush all the way right, past the right. Peter Parker stuff. Mm -hmm. So you could easily do the same thing. And Natasha's story isn't like totally an origin story because we know all about her. It's more like just a solo quest with right. origin elements. And I think easily could have fit in elsewhere in the MCU, at least yeah. phase three. <laughs> right. Yeah. At least before another woman had her own origin story. Yeah. It's Natasha's like, I've been here the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Captain Marvel got her. So it would have been fun to see that in the Civil War because, like, I know she, she died in Endgame. And I did like the very final end credit scene, which we can get to spoilers, uh, what that <laughs> alludes to. But overall, this film was, it was, uh, it was okay for me. I didn't, didn't hate it, didn't love it. It was just kind of, all right, like we watched it, moving on. I like Scarlett Johansson. I like the Black Widow character. Love Florence Pugh and David Harbour. I thought they were fun on screen. I just thought mm -hmm. the story with the whole mind control and the pheromones was a little. Mm, yeah, I kind of, I kind of want to chime that. in just really quick. I, I, I find it so hard to believe that they had Scarlett Johansson one of the top three highest grossing actors in the world in 2016, 2017, and not once thought, oh, bankroll this baby. Let's put it out. Right. Let's make another Billy. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I don't buy that. <laughs> if, if that is what they thought, shame on them. Because everyone, right. everyone would have gone to go see that movie. Yeah, Especially yeah, I, at the height I, of like Marvel really picking up speed right before Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. It, a big I misstep, feel... I think. Mm -hmm. On like the whole timing thing, I was really, this is actually like, as I was getting ready this morning, like just thinking, okay, what are we going to talk about? How do I feel analytically? Cause I feel like honestly, up until today, I've just been like basking in the fun of it. Mm -hmm. And I had such a good time seeing it with my best friends. Um, but I was thinking about it more and more. And I know that this is supposed to be like, Scarlett is finally getting her shot. Right. And that's like how people are kind of viewing this movie. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, this is in a way to me seems like they're, I'm sorry, let's make up for it by doing justice to Florence's introduction. Yeah. So instead of it being like, we're making up for lost time with Scarlet, it still kind of felt like a Florence movie. Sure. And since it is supposed to be, you know, establishing her as Black Widow, I feel like it was more, we done fucked up and now that character's dead, so. We'll, we'll do our best to give this character what we should have given Scarlet, but we were shitty back then. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a pretty good point yeah. right there. I like that. I do echo all of your sentiments. I did feel really, I really enjoyed it as I was watching it. I had a great time. Um, and when I was done, I was like, that was good. And then I thought about it more and felt a little bit empty and a little bit robbed because I feel like, it, yeah, it, it should have happened earlier. And also the fact that we're coming off of these 
masterful movies, it's only increased in intensity and excitement and spectacle up all the way through Infinity War and Endgame. And then, you know, we have the Spider-Man, which I felt like was just a consolation. Yeah. <laughs> like coming off of that, like a, a denouement, a if you will. to phase four. Yeah. Um, and, and then we're going back to something that would have been really exhilarating if it was placed properly back, you know, chronologically. If it came out chronologically in the story, we would have been like, whoa, yeah, like that, that, that was so awesome. But it's, it's pales in comparison to what we've grown accustomed to as far as spectacle in these movies, you know? Yeah. It's Good. also, it's tough because it's like, I, I feel like it's a, it's a problem of foresight of them not if they had known back then, and if Florence had, I mean, she's so young that her age back then would have probably even like affected how we, we view her in the film. Sure. But I, if they had had foresight and if she had been old enough back then to do it, it's like, I think it would have fit better, but I think they just needed a way to plug her into the new phase of Marvel. And they, they were like, how do we do it without I don't know, shoving this one into the new phase. Mm -hmm. It seems more like a poor planning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind of the first instance of poor planning on their part. Yeah, I think this is kind of probably the biggest hiccup for <laughs> the MCU and Marvel, honestly. When you can see so many layers to, to how, how deep their thinking goes, and Kimmy pointed this out, she's wearing the vest that Yelena buys. She wears that in Infinity War. So just the fact that they're like, we're gonna put these puzzle pieces together so that the vest Yelena is obsessed with, she gifts to, to Natasha and she wears all throughout Infinity War. And that it's like, cute. but but you didn't just like, I don't know, maybe plan your one out of six female character and give her a movie a little bit sooner in the timeline. Um, yeah. Which fair critique, fair critique all around. It's so funny cause I'm like hearing all these amazing points and I'm like, ah, oh, yes it is part of the podcast to think analytically about these movies, but instead I'm over here like Easter eggs, Easter eggs, fun, fun, all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, I, I do actually want to point out, I think, I think the direction and some of the shots, like the cinematography of the film look really great. Yeah. I think it's a, a really strong yeah. looking movie. <laughs> and if, and if we're looking at it, just like on a, on, on a film, on just like it being a one-off movie, just looking at it as the movie in general, everything technically works really well. I just think the script is what holds it back. Now, what the placement of it might have something to do with why the script is a little convoluted because it's, okay, this is five years, I guess technically like 10, 15 years ago in the MCU timeline. Yeah. But we're now, so they kind of might've written themselves into a corner in a way, but, um, one thing that I think Marvel really needs to look at doing better is we've gotten movies like Atomic Blonde, we've gotten movies like Nobody, John Wick, where it's got these fixed cameras, wide angled action sequences. And I think it's unacceptable that there are so <laughs> many quick cuts in the action scenes where it's so brutal. Like you can tell how brutal it is, but let's just keep the camera on it for five seconds longer. Let's get a wide take. Yeah. Cause we have, they have the means to do it. They could pay, the crew that does John Wick stuff as much or more yeah. what they do for John Wick. Mm -hmm. They've got the budget. They've got the means to do it. I think that's something they really need to step their game up in. And that would make Black Widow even a little bit higher for me. Yeah, for sure. I would agree. I think they're probably restricting them. Like I'm just picturing all those movies you said and like part of the wide shot is seeing 
a lot of events at once. And I think Disney probably cuts away from that because of how much they try to avoid gore. And I think it's holding our, our precious movies back. Or just with how much of it is CGI. I think maybe in this next phase, we can be moving away from that because they are pulling in all of these heavy hitting indie directors like Kate Shortland and mm -hmm. Chloe Zhao, where it's like, I hope that she's going to do something different with the Eternals because that would be her style. Nomadland is just all expanse yeah. shots and I can't picture her being like, no, cut 50 more times. So I see each punch <laughs> and it's like, yeah. I don't see that happening. And I don't so. know whose hand it is. <laughs> yeah, maybe that would be something that they progress and get past. Something I did appreciate about the filmmaking and cinematography of Black Widow um, really hit me when I got to see a comparison video of like, what they claim to be, which it is, the, the male gaze in all of the other Black Widow stuff uh, prior to this movie and the female gaze of the character in this movie. And you think about like action movies starring men, like all the Bourne movies, all the shit that Jason Statham is in. <laughs> and they lined that up next to the stuff in this Black Widow movie and there's no difference. It doesn't matter that it's a woman versus a man. It's an entertaining and cool looking movie. Yeah. And it's just so unfortunate that the way that she was sold as this character was in a sexualized way prior to this moment. It doesn't take away from the movie that she's not sexualized in this film. Right. So that's disappointing, you oh, know? Uh Yelena's line about posing like says right. it all. Yeah, like, why yeah. are you always doing that that thing where you pose? Um, <laughs> and then she like totally ripped Joss Whedon's yes. storyline about the about them Uterine, being the sterilized. To me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which we cracked up. We were we were unnecessarily laughing. Yeah. I laughed a lot, but it was yeah. it was necessary laughter because that was just a necessary thing to fix because. Mm -hmm. You look at the opening sequence of Black Widow and there are just like direct parallels and shots of human trafficking. And it is so yeah. dark. That opening sequence, I've watched it three times now with the um, Smells Like Teen Spirit because it's brutal and it's really showing something tragic and traumatizing. And then for Age of Ultron to have it be like, my graduation ceremony, I, I took away my, my right to have kids. And it's like, it seems like it's more than that. Like right. you were tortured, you were brutalized. Right. It wasn't just like, I had controlled. a choice to make. Yeah, you were mind controlled and you had your whole life stolen from you. And, and so for Yelena to use humor as a coping mechanism of like, they right. just go in there and they chop it all up and they rip it out. It's that's the best. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good, that was a good sequence there. Yeah. But I thought Florence Pugh was great in the movie. It was fun to see kind of like a send off. I like what you said, Kayleen, about, hey, we're sorry, Scarlet. So this is kind of <laughs> your yeah. send off, your farewell. Yeah. Um, overall, I think I would I would like to get into some spoilers soon, but I'll give my grade. I'd probably give the movie a C plus slash sweet. I still think mm -hmm. it is sweet. It is Marvel. I think you should mm -hmm. watch Black Widow, um, but it just didn't hit the expectations that I did have for it. Um, I thought, I don't know, I just thought, I did like the twist. I just thought the villain was a little meh. I didn't. I didn't love. That was my least favorite part. Yeah. I thought the villain is so weak. Yeah, you know? and I, I like... did like. I did like how they went back and did like the red room and discovered that. But also didn't like. I know this is a spoiler right here about how Natasha like signs off on the bombing there and that her daughter's there. I was just like, oh, that's not. <sighs> that's not Black Widow esque. I think. I think you know she wouldn't have done that. Especially Another. with how much her and Clint joke about Budapest. 
And it's like, you killed a kid, Natasha. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a through line joke for the two of them of like just like Budapest, and it's like when you <laughs> kill the child. Yeah, I thought that was pretty dark, especially for a hero, yeah. you know. And I know like age in, in Age of Ultron and in the Sokovia, like obviously they're fighting off Ultron, and that becomes a whole thing where civilians do die mm-hmm. in that. But I just thought that was like a little not as hero esque with Black Widow with being like, "Yep, let's do it." I'm. I want to. I want to read some do of you the. Think that there there's- was- Oh, go for it. No, keep going. I'm going to find some reviews oh, just, for the so you keep talking. Oh, cool. I just wanted to ask you, TC, how you feel then about, like, do you feel as though it's okay to then say, but she didn't die. Hero restored. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, like, how, like how does that make you feel that that Taskmaster, spoilers, is is uh, Dracov's daughter? I was just kind of like, meh. You know, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's kind of how I felt. I was like, oh, like, oh, she's still alive, but obviously she's pretty brain warped. Like she's I know her been life is terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, what about you? What did you think? I, I think that, yeah, it is really dark to have that. And, and there's a lot of other moments that made me kind of think, oh, is that too dark in this movie where uh, mm-hmm. Yelena blows up that watchtower at the prison? And it's like, yes, it's a prison. Maybe this is like all hardened criminals, but she... They essentially kill thousands of prisoners with that avalanche. And yeah, she also sure. says, ha, when she kills somebody. So there, there is a lot of, um, these, these women are trained assassins. That's what sure. they've been forced to do all their life. Um, and so it is asking you to kind of confront that past. And I think with how something like WandaVision went, did you both watch WandaVision? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, like the way that Wanda thinks about her past and how and what Mm. she has done to these citizens of Westview, like maybe Elena will be having some of that trauma and she'll have to process some of that of of what she's done because Natasha always was like, I'm a monster, but then of course they tied it back to the ovary business and that's not (laughs) what makes her a monster. (laughs) Yeah. So Well, and I think that's also a good side that Marvel does show. It's like these heroes do make mistakes. Yeah. And they do I, find themselves in tough situations. That also makes me think of, um, it's, I guess it's, I like that it goes dark because just like the whole uterus thing where it's like, it goes dark and kind of makes light of how dark they've taken it. It's the same thing where when they're reunited with David Harbour, he's like, your ledgers are dripping. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like so proud of them for being murderers. And they're like, we're very traumatized. Or when uh, Thor talks to Banner and he's like, hell is filled with the screams of your victims. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Banner's like, I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah. yeah. I, but I, I think- the Yeah, there's lots perform- of being light, yeah. Yeah, performances were great. Direction, I think, was pretty solid. Cinematography, I thought, pretty pretty good. Like, I, I feel like it was one of the better looking Marvel movies that I just, there were just a few shots that I loved, like wide, like landscape shots that I really enjoyed. I thought the costumes were pretty cool. Um, overall, it seems like the sweets have, have it, they have it more towards sweet, but it is a little bit sour on them as well. Um, I'm always mm-hmm. curious as how much hype plays into something. It's been like a year yeah. since this has been postponed. That's kind of, they've been talking, it's such a, it's literally one of the Avengers having their own solo movie. So yeah. it, it's always curious to me to think, okay, how much does hype and perceive and perceptions of film play into it? Uh, some 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 people said, so Seth underscore Levi said, kind of disappointed. Sid Swords and said B slash B plus sweet. This movie actually made me appreciate and like Black Widow as a character. Also, get Florence Pugh her own movie. I agree. Yes. <laughs> Probably, yeah, inevitable. McKay.tupo says B plus. 
underscore Austin underscore Smith underscore says D plus worst Marvel movies since oh. Thor one. Wow. Oh, I don't know if they've seen Thor the Dark World, but I was like, since Thor one, Guardians two. Yeah, Guardians, <laughs> Guardians two. I agree. Guardians two. Yeah. I agree with Guardians two. I think that's probably the weakest Marvel film. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, yeah, Austin. Also, like, no. Uh, listen, to we explain movies. You're great. <laughs> I don't mean to attack one of your commentary. <laughs> and then um, let's get him. Chuck underscore EP says a V late middle of the road Marvel that would have been better with a polished third act. Mm-hmm. So you didn't like I, when she broke her own nose. <laughs> my, my, my grade overall is a B sweet. I, I think it's like, I think it's a pretty like fine movie to put on watch. I watched it at my TV. Uh, thank goodness. It was available on the premier access. Me and TC split it. So it was like 30 bucks. So 15 bucks each. Um, and I just enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with some of the set pieces and a lot of the characters interacting. That was a good time. Mm-hmm. Y'all have grades? Any grades? Sweet, sour, yes. spoiled? I would also say a B sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I that, thought you were going to say it. stuff. That's nope. it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I would say for me, it's riding the line of B plus slash A minus. And I definitely think it's sweet. Like there's nothing about it where if someone is really hating this movie, sorry, again, to the person that we're bashing on on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but if someone is really hating this movie, it just seems like you're going out of your way to be unhappy about it, in my opinion, because I feel like it was a fun time and something that I know for a fact, because I had to pee very badly during the movie is that there never felt like a moment where things slowed down in a good way. Like, I feel like usually for these, especially for Marvel movies where you get used to the rhythm of them, you're like, okay, they have this big fight, people are reuniting, they have a a series of calm where nothing happens and that's when I would have, you know, gotten up to leave. But there never felt like that. The one time maybe is when the family's eating dinner, but I was so invested in the heartbreak of Yelena talking about them as a family that I was like, I'm not going to go to the bathroom. That was a great scene. That was a great scene. (laughs) She's so good. Um, She's so talented. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We are on your level. We understand. (laughs) We are fans of the Pew. Florence Pew is fantastic. Um, And just the last thing I wanted to say about my grade is that I just had we haven't been able to see a Marvel property in theaters together in so long and getting to watch women with two of the most important women in my life was very special. Mm, oh, stop. That's <laughs> that's, You're gonna that's make me sweet. cry, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You would not be the first person um, to cry on the pod, just as a side t- note. So. Let the okay, tear ducks loose. Good, good, good. Yeah. I'm, I've, I've got it in, I'm, I'm holding it in, it's okay. I, Courtney, I love having cream? this. Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. I, think I, so. I love having this this conversation because um, we're also getting such new perspectives from both of you because uh, even if we're all kind of in agreement with how this is and stuff, it's kind of like when I have a conversation with Kimmy or Keely and I know what we're going to say and we also would have like shat on Joss Whedon for like 20 more minutes where it does the three of us talking. Um, and so instead I'm getting to like hear these takes that are like, oh, you're right. The hype has played in a lot with my review and my thoughts. And I also get really wound up and just like 
the excitement of things as well as just like the Easter eggs and all the little things that I can find along the way. And so my grade is an A minus. Um, I'm proud of myself for adding that minus because I could have just been annoying and been like, it's the best ever. It's not, <laughs> I need to, I need to acknowledge that. And so, um, yeah, A for the hairstyles, A for the, the Florence Pew, um, A for that opening sequence. And I would, I would give it a sweet, mm-hmm. but A minus overall. And you know what, for us, I, I think like there's so many movies that we've just given A, A pluses to that it's like, eh, maybe in hindsight, it's like, yeah, maybe it's like a B plus, oh, yeah. maybe it's like an A minus. But yeah, like in the moment, it, it's cool to, to feel that high and have it influence yeah. your grade and bump it up like two notches. Mm-hmm. If you're entertained, that's what matters. Like what you like, yeah. we always say. Like it. what you like. I love that. It's a yeah. great motto to live by. <laughs> so yeah. do you think uh, we're getting the Dark Avengers with US Agent? Yeah. Madam Hydra, Val. Valentina. Wait, yeah. We're, we're, we're what? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus at the end and her recruiting a new team with like John Walker from Captain America Winter Soldier and now Yelena as a possible. But I love Yelena. Like they're bad John guys? Walker. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'm, a little, I'm like, oh man, is Yelena going to be bad? I think this is what happens. I think Yelena is going to fight Hawkeye and Hawkeye is going to tell her what happened and then they're going to like come together, mm-hmm. cry it out, hug it out. Yeah, and Yelena is going to be like, okay, I'm on your team now. And then and, she's going to be besties with Kate Bishop. And, and then, then they're going to kiss. <laughs> they might kiss. We're talking about they- Haley Steinfeld and Florence Pugh, not Florence Pugh and Jeremy Renner. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. no, no, I, no. I think Haley that's, Steinfeld I think- and Florence Pugh. <laughs> I think that's a very likely situation, and I think that's a very <laughs> yeah. cool route to go. They have that death Native from American your character. mouth to the Marvel gods' ears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Hawkeye show is going to be super interesting. It's, it's got a really in. cool, diverse cast to it. It's going to tie in a lot, I think. Yeah, and Dark Avengers would be cool. That's just I want Young Avengers. I want, I want um, like Miss Marvel, I'm really excited for. And so I kind of want them to start their own team and Val can just, I'm fine with, I'm fine with Julia Levy-Dreyfus being the new Thanos. (laughs) (laughs) She can do something like that. I I love her. I think she's going to be a fun villain kind of behind the curtains, pulling some strings wreaking some havoc i think she's gonna do a fantastic job now do we like her introduction in falcon the winter soldier or would we have rather had her introduction in black widow that we got that's a great question i think i would have preferred it to the movies and not the tv i'm kind of the same way yep you know i mean it was supposed to come sorry yeah it was supposed to come out black widow before before that would have been our introduction you're right i was just gonna say that i i like your idea of it being in the movie but i think the scene with her in falcon and the winter soldier was more interesting than the one in black widow Mm -hmm. yeah yes yeah i feel like i've just been i've been i knew this was going to happen just for me personally I'm kind of watching the Marvel TV series, all of them as just a vehicle to get to the other movies. Mm. I'm not as invested and like hyped about them as I am for the major movies. So except, you know, watching Loki has really brought brought it back for me. Like, mm. you know, not wasn't- WandaVision, can no, we? Well, it started with <laughs> WandaVision and that was great. But then Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was like, I'm watching this to get to the other stuff unfortunately even though it had some great moments it had some fantastic moments um and loki's kind of bringing it back to so they got me like i'm definitely very much a slave to the marvel entity for sure i'm gonna eat it up um but no i would have liked it as like a 
reveal, you know, who is this person in the movies part. But you're you're very right about the timeline situation. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Sweet. Well, Black, Black Widow, Widow. There we go. Black Widow. Black Overall, Black go Widow. see it. Yeah, yes. watch it. It's a fun time. Don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean. People are going to have their gripes. Everyone has gripes about every single movie, but overall, yeah. everyone go watch it. Now, it is time for the five by three. Five by three. Theme, <laughs> favorite movie, which is great because we always want more movies to be introduced to. Um, the floor is yours. Wow. Whoever wants to go first. Should we do like a our number five and then our number yes. four? Five. Yes. Okay. yes. Oh, that's how we're doing it? Okay, in okay, in we order go. of least to most favorite? Yeah. Oh, yes. Least. Choice. Least favorite I, to most favorite. I'm, I'm having a hard time with that because I am like, do I have a fifth? Okay, I, <laughs> I could do that. Okay, I, you want to go, Kimmy? <laughs> oh God. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, my number five is Forrest Gump. Ooh, interesting. Good one. Honestly, Full like choice. It's solid choice. Solid choice. You know, I don't. I don't go to put it on for myself all the time, but whenever I happen upon it, I, I'm like, there's my day. Like I'm going to watch <laughs> for, I'm going to sit here, no matter what point of the movie I've turned it on, on, I'm going to be watching Forrest Gump until it's over, you know? Cause I want to get yeah. to that end scene where he's like talking to Jenny's grave. Like, oh, I can't. It's, it's Spoilers so for Forrest Gump. <laughs> Sorry, we spoil a lot of things on our podcast. We <laughs> we, like, we've started to just like, yeah, just, you just kind of talk about it. Yeah. yeah. I think, and I think it's fine. Yeah, I think Whoops. it's good. Yeah, spoilers <laughs> for a 30 year old movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's solid. It's so good. And I don't know. I, it's just a classic. It's a classic, and I have to watch it every time it's on. Yeah. yeah. Go Tom Hanks, the father <laughs> of America. He is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my number five is Donnie Darko. Mm. Ooh, Let's nice. go with that. Spice. <laughs> yeah, um, that was that's every emo kid's favorite movie in high school, and it's it has stuck with me. And I was trying to formulate a list that has all the things that I like, and um, I needed Jake Gyllenhaal on the list, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Donnie Darko. Great time travel. Great. Great time um, travel. Yeah, perfect spooky Halloween vibes. Baby Jenna Malone. Um, really killer soundtrack i love the soundtrack to that so much tears for fears and it's really good oh, seth rogan with his greatest role ever yes i like your boobs <laughs> that's what he says uh and i don't know if you are iCarly fans um spencer from iCarly is yes. also in it. oh sweet and, i've been and watching Ashley some of the reboot oh nice they, they all walk up to the mic yeah, yeah. it's fun yeah they yeah. all asked patrick swayze questions yeah, yeah that's my number five Oh, sure. um, I thought it was funny that you guys were like, yes, I love that you have 15 movies because you'll introduce people to new movies. I guarantee everyone that listens will have heard of all my movies. Yeah. My mm. bad. <laughs> um, but my number five is Mrs. Doubtfire. Ooh, I was obsessed with... Wow, no way. We actually... Oh, this is fun. We didn't talk about this on our podcast, but no. recently when we went back home, uh, the town that Courtney grew up in is actually the town where that bridges scene is at the end where like she finds out he's Mrs. Doubtfire. And so we went to the restaurant from the end of the movie and we were just like basking in being like, oh, they were sitting over there. And then there's like a Mrs. Doubtfire poster by the bathroom. Anyway, it was awesome. Um, I love Robin Williams. I love Mrs. Doubtfire and it's just, it never gets old. And it's one of those movies where like, I think even kids can watch it and be emotionally affected by it. Like it's good for all ages to watch. 
That's yeah. a, that's a big key. That's a big key. Yeah. Very yeah. accessible for anyone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Round four, my number four favorite movie is La La Land. Ooh, and I know, I, okay, I'm glad that you appreciate it. It's not for everybody. <laughs> That's I a just, great watch. I watched it in like, I think it was like a really great time in my life and Kayleen's life. We watched it together. Did you, were you there? I don't know. My, <laughs> we were with Dakota's parents. Dakota's parents, yeah. <laughs> it was just like a really good time in our lives to be watching it. Um, I think it, I always say that it's a movie made for people like us, people who are invested in the arts, people who understand people in that world, like that some of the jokes I'm scared wouldn't land on people who don't understand, like at the party, they're talking to that guy who's like, oh, I'm writing a script. Like, yeah, it's like really interesting, blah, blah, blah. And like, it's hilarious because <laughs> we all know like 60 people just like that. And it's, it really hits home. And I love that it subverts the happy ending situation. It is a happy ending, but not the way that you would yep. expect. And I think that if it was any other way, it wouldn't be as satisfying. Yeah. And I love Damien Chazelle for that last look that he's like really popular for. It just says everything. And congrats to those performances because mm -hmm. it, you don't need words and it, it gives you everything. I love the music. It's it's a great film. As, as a quick interjection, um, mm -hmm. Aunt Love Island has this recurring, Love Island <laughs> UK has this recurring commercial and it uses the score of La La Land in it. And I don't think oh, I've uh, ever uh, seen a commercial use a score from a movie without the context of the movie uh, in it. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love when good. it comes on. My wife won't watch La La Land because she's like, it's sad. It's like, no, it's not sad. <laughs> no. Thank you for another confirmation that it's not sad. Yeah. Oh, it, it's, I cry. Yeah, I cry. If you know any, yeah. if you've listened to anything about, you know, our, our podcast, it's that I'm a big crier. So that was definitely a, a cry moment for me, for sure. But I like it, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, my number four, moving into one of my favorite genres of rom-com is Gone Girl. Oh, <laughs> that's a great rom-com. Rom yeah. <laughs> really silly <laughs> stitches in stitches the whole time uh, no I'm, I'm picking number four um to get my favorite director david fincher in there um and yeah gone girl is solid i i live for that movie and the antics of its main character um i watch it like at least once a year my roommate and i just did it on um what's called gone girl day because in the movie it says july 5th first day gone like it's when she goes missing so we watched it on july 5th um which is like the perfect follow-up to Independence Day. Amy is Independence Day. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. I love Independence Day. Maybe <laughs> you're Independence Girl. <laughs> yeah, that's my number four. Sweet. Um, my number four is The Breakfast Club, which I just Jeez. did. Was that on your, that was on your list. I Okay, so some that's of the movies on my list, I remember being on your top 10, but I don't remember whose. <laughs> so yeah, cool. I love that movie. Uh, I still need just, to watch it. Tasty. <laughs> I know. I gotta get to it. Um, we just did it on take three, and it just gave me. Sorry, there's motorcycles. motorcycles. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Uh, we just did it on take three, and it just gave me a new appreciation for it. Like I already, I already knew it was one of my favorites, but just being able to actually dive deeper into it and say like, here are functional reasons why, and here's like behind the scenes reasons why. It's just it's 
the script is so good. The collaboration behind it was so, it just seems like everyone had such a great time and there's so much to unpack for it to just be like an 80s teen movie. I'm saying that in air quotes. I, it just, it goes above and beyond. I love that. So good. <laughs> so good. TC, wow. yeah, you'll get to it. You'll get to it. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Round three. Round three. Round three. Okay, I'm struggling real hard Ooh. between my number two and number three in which places I want. So just know that they're like, they're neck and neck, okay? Mm -hmm. Number three, a marriage story. Wow, Kimmy. Oh. Yeah, so good. Great the, performances. The great performances. We spoke about it at length on our podcast, but... I love that in essence, it's very, it's shot very theatrically, like it's very stagey, uh, which is reminiscent of their lives in the theater. I think that that parallel is really well made. Mm -hmm. um, and I watched it at a time when I was really struggling with my parents' divorce and watching it was really healing because it's called it's called a marriage story. It's not called the story about how two people get divorced, you know? <laughs> that and, wouldn't be nice of a title. <laughs> and there's love in it and there's hope in it. And that was really healing for me. I, I loved it. It's not called it's awesome. Noah Bombach leaves Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for credit card. <laughs> story. The story. The story. How I funded the story of how I wrote Madagascar 3 to fund. <laughs> 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 I wish it were called that. <laughs> I want Kimmy to have to admit that's her favorite yeah. movie. Isn't that Madagascar. her one? Madagascar 3. She is. Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain oh, wow. is in Madagascar And I think wow. it's her highest grossing movie. It's or her so. highest grossing movie. <laughs> really? That's Poor crazy. Jess. Poor Jessica. Poor Jessica. Okay. Um, my number three is a newer movie, and you've done it on your podcast. Um, it's Promising Young Woman. Oh, it, it has taken over my life since like the trailer came out and I've seen it so many times now. I actually went with Kayleen and got my nails done. I was just going to say, do you have the nails time. still? <laughs> I do have the nails. Oh, yeah. sweet. Um, and it's just, I think it's such an important and revolutionary film. And I also was worried that with Gone Girl being on my list, I'm sounding a little bit too like, yes, like gatekeep girl boss, <laughs> but um, <laughs> get a women. it is really important to me. And um, it just like solidified something for me with, both Emerald Fennel and Carrie Mulligan and like I'll follow those women to the ends of the earth at this point. Um, I love that movie for just everything that it had to say. And I was very pleased with like the critical reception and how much attention it got Oscar season wise. What yeah, a third yeah. act. What a third, what act. a third act. Hard to watch. Um, and so I understand now more with your ratings and stuff because I think you gave it a high score but a sour and I'm like I should stop recommending it to people. <laughs> I, I remember what, recommending that to a coworker. I was like hey you'll like it but it is a tough watch just yeah. just know that yeah so yeah sweet that actually just reminded me um not to do with my number three but we got our nails done at the same time and mine are black widow nails oh that's what yeah, i can see yeah. i see the little like the uh, little the little boy oh cool <laughs> bring it closer that's really cool <laughs> oh sweet perfect radio everyone you can see that all the sweets can see that right now yeah yeah, yeah. wasn't this. that awesome this little thing for it <laughs> oh, we might actually. We took a picture yeah. of it. Anyway, yeah. uh, my number three is The Matrix. Oh, <laughs> good <laughs> friend of the pod, go. Rowan Amon. That's like her favorite movie. 
And Ooh, so good. Especially with the context of the Wachowski sisters, Wachowski, yes. Wachowski siblings, it makes that movie so much more interesting now on yeah. like rewatches. Yeah, I can't wait totally. to rewatch that. Yeah. yeah, I think um, our friend Daniel, who you, you saw earlier on camera, um, he and I are probably going to do a series on it, maybe even this year, because mm. it's something that we both really like. I'm, I'm very big into, as you can tell by the things I've said so far, I'm big into older stuff. And from um, also my number one that you'll find out, uh, very big into action. So The Matrix is one of those where, especially at the age I saw it, I saw it at 14. And so that's like, you know, right when your mind is open to new things. And I was like, wow, I've never, life, what is it? <laughs> but I've, I've continued to love it. Every time that I watch it, I feel like I, I discover something new. So that's a, a big staple for me. Oh, okay. Okay. Round two. Okay. Round, two. No, round two. My number two is Interstellar. Ooh, okay. Fun. <laughs> I'm loving the love. I'm feeling really time. validated. I feel supported today. That's my number yeah. three. So I love Interstellar. Ooh. Yes. Interstellar so is so good. So it has good. my favorite actress in it, Jessica Chastain. Um, I think that she does a lot with that role, which there isn't really a lot there, but um, she really runs with it. She does. The music is impeccable and honestly I watched it in the theater I remember going to see it in the movie theater and I'm not a fan of like space stuff like I hate space <laughs> just the concept of space and stuff it just like is too I really like appreciate my ignorance in that field and I just like want to keep it like that so watching that like fourth dimension stuff like gave me heart palpitations <laughs> like it was rough I had a very visceral experience watching that and I keep coming back to it because like the the very imminent destruction of our world is something that really frightens me and this movie is like a glimmer of hope and like mm -hmm. the unity of humanity in a way and i i think that it's really gentle in that regard like and everything that goes into making the movie the cinematography the music the performances as like an essence of gentleness and and i really like that because it takes something really vast and really horrifying and makes it something tangible and something that you can that you can like grapple with and and hope for a better future you know and ah. change your dark circumstances yeah yeah mm -hmm. such a watch I like that description so that's a good description yeah. that is. oh thanks, yeah. thanks. Yeah. 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 i like that I would have been like, the corn is gone. What do we do? <laughs> they so sold the corn for more money. That's why I like the movie. Murph. <laughs> and I moved a little bit over. Honestly, Don't I Don't let me go, Murph. I've seen it, like, I've kind of, like, glanced at other people's reviews of it. And, like, it, there's plot holes. It's problematic if you really think about it. And I'm like, go away. <laughs> I don't need to know about that, you know? What What I like about Interstellar, I want to interject real quick, is there's a YouTube video I watched a couple of years ago, and it talks about how the villain is time. Mm. And I like how it goes full circle with Murph doesn't want Cooper to go. And then at the end of the movie, Murph is like, now you yeah. can go. Let me be with uh, my family. Go get, like, I just yeah. love that full circle. You just gave me goosebumps on my legs. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sequence where he has to decide if he's going to lose seven more years on earth to stay on that one planet for five minutes, that, mm -hmm. that'll mess you up. Yeah. Time really is a villain in that case. Yeah. Boy. Um, my number two is kind of like an all time favorite. It's just that something else has moved into the number one spot, but I'm like very much well known for loving Titanic. Mm. Uh, Titanic 
is like an easy, that's my favorite movie if people aren't as familiar with my number one choice. Um, and I just have been obsessed with it for like life and collect a lot of interesting things. Like I have the heart of the ocean necklace. I have the bedding from like the third class passenger. I didn't know you had, <laughs> that. Know that you had it's, that. It's right on our patio. That's <laughs> oh, it. That's oh. the bedding. It's not nice. It's third class. <laughs> and I have like the VHS tapes on my bookshelf. And I used to do this thing on my like personal Instagram called Titanic Thursday, where I would post mm. different photos. <laughs> Related to Titanic. I love when I find out new things about Courtney. <laughs> I mean, dive down into my Instagram, you'll see nonsense. Wow. And um, it just became like a fun thing where people would gift me Titanic related things or they would tag me in everything. Like when they started to build a replica of Titanic. Um, I've been to see the real ship, I've touched it. And I can watch Titanic? that movie. How yeah. did you do that? It's like, under just it. It. pieces of it. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay. oh yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm learning so much. Yeah. I went down there <laughs> James with James Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was about to say, uh, how James big is, is the door? <laughs> it's not okay. Thank you. It's not a door. It's not a door. <laughs> I need, I need the world to know this. When they say that Jack and Rose could have fit on the door, it's not a door. It's the ceiling. You can see it's got the crown molding and ah. it's above the grand staircase. And it is a ceiling and it's not about width, it's about buoyancy <laughs> and they weigh too much. And also James Cameron has like really gone into detail about like, no matter what, Jack's dying. I don't care. I'm going to kill that yeah. man. And he's like, I'll make the door smaller. Just dare me. <laughs> yeah. He's the like, ceiling. I don't care. Yeah. It's the ceiling. I'm yeah. reviewing. movie morsel of the take. It is not oh, a yeah. ceiling. <laughs> Thank you, Courtney. That's, that's, that's actually welcome. very, I did not know that. No, I didn't either. Oh, so yeah, I'm just like a wealth of that knowledge. We talked about it on our podcast. As somebody put acid in the clamp chowder at the cast party when the movie wrapped and a bunch of people went to the hospital. <laughs> um, there's lots of good Titanic facts out there. Not to not to add more morsels to the mix, but yeah. Yeah, that movie, iconic. The music, the costuming, the story. It's a lot of people's favorite movie for a reason. And I'm one of those people. <laughs> the iconic dual cassette tape VHS. Yes, mm. yes. Uh, well, that makes me excited because I know you're number one, but I was predicting her number one to be her number two, in which case I was going to say all of our number two has our favorite actors in them. Oh. My number two is The Green Mile, and my favorite actor is Sam Rockwell. I talk about him a lot on We Explain Movies because I love him. I think he's wow. such a gem. And the reason that I came to love him so much is because I grew up watching The Green Mile, which is like kind of dark for me to have been watching at a young age, but... Um, that movie just, it deals with a lot of really tough stuff. And Sam Rockwell is like, you know, the villain of all villains in that movie. And then later in my life, I saw him in um, The Way, Way Back, where he's just like the funny kind of support system. And I was like, wow, how, how do you do it? Acting is crazy. Um, but The Green Mile has just been something that I've, I've always appreciated. Um, it's, I don't know how to explain, I don't know. What what do I love about it? I feel like it's the, just the subverting of people's judgment of others, you know? And there's also this very spiritual element to it of like grappling with the fact that you can never explain to someone like the beauty of this miracle that is John Coffey and can you live with yourself if you, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Am I ruining it for you? If no, I say so? I, I've, I've only seen never parts seen of it. it. 
I, no, I that's the one both? I need to watch. Yeah. Oh, wow. But you oh, can well, keep going because, like, I know that I know the gist of the story. Well, then I won't say too much. But essentially, it's you. You think one thing, and you're shown the truth, and it's just there's some characters in it who are just horrible, and there's some characters in it who are like literal <laughs> angels in a way, and it's just it's very it's very tough to watch. Um, yeah, but yet I've seen it so many times, and I enjoy it every time. <laughs> Um, Sam Rockwell, his first role, I believe. Do you know what his first role is on screen? Oh, he's actually, he's one of those people who's been in like so much stuff. So if you look back, he's like one of his first bigger, bigger in quotes, it, like his first indie film that I feel like people were really seeing him in is called Lawn Dogs. Oh. Um, but I don't really know what made him pop off. He was getting small roles forever. So like, I think one of his first ones is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, oh. yeah. yeah. He was he's in like that, yes. angsty teenager. The oh, main I think he's one. Also, I think he's also on an episode of Law and Order when he's like a baby. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know it's like one of the earlier ones is Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles. I, I was shocked right. when I saw the I've credits. never seen that. It's fine. So I can't confirm. It's <laughs> yeah. It's oh, Kayleen's yeah. number one pick. Yeah, you guessed it. <laughs> Okay, okay, round one. This is it. Round this one. Is it. Okay. Round one. My favorite movie of all time is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Wasn't that one of your number ones? That, I'm that guessing is TC. Forever. That is forever number one. Nothing will top it. It's Lord of the Rings. Sound guys. off. <laughs> I, I can't even, like, when you were like, how do I explain why this is my favorite movie? Oh, yeah. I, it, because it's the best movie ever made. <laughs> like, sorry. Like, it's the best movie ever made. Sorry, other movies. Yep. I, I just recently, one of my favorite things to do is like, up. Oh, now is the month where I'm going to watch all three in a row and I'm not going to talk about or think about anything else. And that's me I every November. Every November, ooh, that's a good time to do it. I yeah. Ooh, maybe I- maybe You and I, I did it New Year's. New Year's? Yeah. Okay. And then I recently, I guess if I looked in my letterbox, I could see when it was the last time that I, I watched like it's a it. winter watch for you. Yeah. I just, the, the themes are timeless and essential. And especially right now, I just watched it and I, the, my main takeaway is how relevant it was. And I, I just- Honestly, I better like not talk anymore because like <laughs> I'm just gonna go on and on and on about every single aspect of this movie. It's so freaking incredible. The acting, the cinematography, the storyline, the writing, the special oh. effects, everything, everything. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's the best movie ever made. <laughs> so good. I'm getting hyped. I might watch it tonight. Let's go. <laughs> Do you ever watch like the behind the scenes on YouTube? Yes, I do. I wa actually, um, I told this story on uh, take three, but I, I had surgery when I was 18 for something and my friend lent me the extended edition. Oof. And I said, I watched all three, including all the featurettes. And when I was finished, I was healed. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's just, I also have been seeing like a lot of joke videos lately about that one part where Aragorn kicks the helmet. Oh yeah. And the joke is that everybody knows that that special fact is that he broke his oh, toe when he yeah. kicked it. So his scream is you know, meant to Got be it. from actual pain. And all the all the videos are like, I'm not gonna say anything. Like it's, it's and I'm like, I sent that to my sister and I was like, ha ha. And she's like, <laughs> what's the joke? <laughs> it's just the kid holding his breath meme, just. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 
Um, That's how I feel. Yeah. Which one's your favorite out of the three? Oh, I knew you were gonna. The ask two me towers, because she loves Gollum. No, I actually. They like to say. Oh no! No, we legitimately love Smeagol. I love, I love Gollum. That's my baby boy. So I think for a long time it's been in this order: Return of the King, barely underneath Fellowship, and then Two Towers. You know. Yeah. (laughs) Mine's Fellowship, Return of the King, Two Towers, just like that. Honestly, like (laughs) the margins are like invisible; like you can barely see. Mine's yeah. two towers, two towers extended. <laughs> the first, the first Hobbit movie because it's all the about the first Spingle. Hobbit movie. Oh god! <laughs> Behind the scenes with Andy Serkis. I did listen to your guys' um, takedown of the Hobbit movies with your guest star, <laughs> and I was living honestly. Oh yeah, with Eric. Oh my, especially with his accent, that kind of yeah. always helps with anything yeah, that we do with him. Sure. We enjoy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those. <laughs> I didn't know that Guillermo del Toro was supposed to direct those. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't know if it would have made it better or not. I, mean, I really don't care. Great number one. <laughs> yeah. Thank Love you. It. Thank you. I feel so validated, you guys. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> uh, my number one favorite movie of all time is Arrival. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Starring my favorite actress, Amy Adams. And I, I really love everything that Denis Villeneuve has directed as well. Um, so I just, good. That man's career and the way that he views any shot, like everything he does just is gold. And I think that movie is so special to me just because of like the time that I saw it and just the message behind it. And it kind of solidified like my philosophy in life and just the way to accept things that are going to happen. And I think it's it's got a really good message in it. And it's such a quiet, still film that begs for rewatching because you get to know the whole scope of it and then rewatch it from the beginning and everything just holds such a different weight to the point where the movie starts and you get that opening shot of just like a lamp and I start crying <laughs> <laughs> with the music that plays uh, towards the film's end. And so, have you both seen it? Yeah. Yes. I've only seen it once. Awesome. When like 2016, yeah, it's due for a rewatch. Yeah, definitely. Just knowing what the ending is and knowing just the way that you can watch Kiki. Oh, she's (laughs) doing it. My cat just just descended. (laughs) Oh, amazing. She climbed the couch. Here she comes. I'm so sorry. Oh, kitten. Yeah. She's she was yelling for the past like five minutes. So because we weren't giving her attention, she demanded it. Um, <laughs> all right, jump to the gator again. I'm also sorry if our microphone went insane for the yelling. I'm so sorry. I don't think it did. I don't know. Okay, good. That's probably fine. Anyways, yeah, that's my number one favorite movie of all time. Um, Arrival, just for Amy Adams. If you go back and watch the looks on her face as she pieces together the puzzle of that movie and the storyline, you can't let her rock that way. She's no. gonna, She's gonna tear everything apart. That's my favorite movie. <laughs> uh, okay, my number one, which again, I, I just feel like I talk about it all the time, but my number one is Back to the Future. Oh. Wasn't that, I was going to say, I thought that was on one of your lists as well. Number, number four. TC is getting everything he wants Heck, from that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> great, great taste. Great taste, um, you guys. Wonderful taste. Thanks. Um, Back to the Future, I guess I would kind of describe the way that Courtney did with Titanic, where I'm like, people just give me back to the future stuff because they're like, we know this is good for gifts. 
And also like I've read a book about behind the scenes stuff. So I love to be the, um, actually when someone's like watching Back to the Future. <laughs> I love that, yeah. Um, I have a tattoo of the flux capacitor on my neck. My uh, boss and his wife have flux capacitors on their really? ring fingers. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> they love that. Love that's that. their favorite movie. Wow. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, like thinking about it, I think why it's so special to me is because I used to watch it growing up with my dad. And so it was like something that we used to do together. And so as a kid, it was always something that I liked. And also it's not that it's, it's really not that scandalous, but it's back in the day when ratings were a little different than they are now. So it's PG, but yet they're saying shit and damn. And I was like, I'm so cool. Um, and just as a kid, everything is so adventurous and wonderful and so like specifically watching the second one and seeing what 2015 looks like I was like we will have flying cars this is exactly what it's gonna be I want a hoverboard now <laughs> um and then as I got older in high school I had a phase kind of like what Kimmy said with Lord of the Rings where I just was like oh I haven't seen these in a while and I watched all three in a day I watched all the behind the scenes and I was like this is part of my personality now <laughs> So it's been true love ever since. I think if we were to combine all of your movies, it'd make a list of 15 movies that every single human being has seen at least once in their life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which is perfect. Cause like, I think that's everyone's favorite movies is it's just those classic movies that have stood the test of time. We all love them. Mm -hmm. We'll still yeah. love them and forever love them. And Back to the Future, it's like 30 plus years old. Great My favorite movie is Star Wars. It's coming up on 50 yeah, years old. Yeah. And they're never so going to die. Yeah. They're never going to age. You know they'll, what? They'll never age. <laughs> Screw the 1001 movies before you die book that Courtney has. Our 15 list is what you need to watch. <laughs> oh, we explain movies Get it published. <laughs> yeah. I will do that. Um, I did buy 1001 movies to see before you die at the beginning of 2016. Kiki. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She was getting angry. Um, and then like two months later they released a new edition of it and so i had to buy that one because the cover is arrival oh, <laughs> oh sweet. sweet so okay, yeah, now yeah, i have I two that. copies <laughs> and those bastards they released a new edition in uh. 2020 and they took the arrival out and they put joker in and i'm so mad <laughs> It was like they, they personally attacked you. It was like they came for me and me only. <laughs> they were like, we gave her what she wanted. <laughs> oh, Courtney bought two? Yeah, now we're going to take it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, those are great, great movies. Um, yeah. I'm going to I need to watch Green Mile. That's definitely one I need to watch. Oh, and Breakfast Club. Hit me Club. up as soon as you watch it. it. It kills my heart every time. Yeah, that's one I've been wanting to watch. So, but... Wow, take 141. Ooh, this was so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> We've been told so by the Take fun. 3 boys that we make their longest episodes ever, so I apologize if we made this your longest episode ever. This this was so fun, actually, that, that great. It, it didn't feel... Because sometimes they just got to be long. Also, yeah, shouts yeah. out to the Take 3 boys. Super, super nice. Oh, very great. Sweet. Yes. Yeah, super nice. We've talked with them a little bit, too. And have yeah. bragged about knowing you, and it, <laughs> it comes back to how much we love you, and then talking about other things but thank you for coming on to the pod this has been so yes. fun yes we would we would love to have you on ours yes. uh, this oh was just delightful. let us know so much fun yes we didn't want to invite ourselves <laughs> i mean we there, basically so. invited you to our home so yes. now you're invited <laughs> that's a good point um yeah. next take maybe we're gonna do space jam 
and maybe I'll talk about pig. Yeah. I can't wait to hear about pig. Can't wait to hear about pig. Yeah, it's so funny actually. Like two weeks ago, my me and my buddy were like, "Okay, do you want to go see a weird movie?" I was like, "Yeah, I think Pig comes out in like two weeks." <laughs> yeah. Ooh, so. speaking of weird movies, Courtney and I are gonna go see the second Escape Room for fun. Oh, oh yes. Oh nice. Tournament of champions. Tournament of champions. Have you seen the trailer? I, they go, "What is this? Yes. Some kind of tournament of champions?" <laughs> Oh, that trailer is awful, but kind of fun. I thought yes. there was three other escape room movies because Tournament of I Champions think, alludes there right, are multiple yes, champions right? in multiple movies. I haven't seen the I, first one. So yeah, was, you know. we saw the first one and our lives were forever changed. Um, <laughs> can't wait. Okay, that's perfect. Um, until yeah. the next time. Until, next, until the next time. Everybody, stay sweet. Stay, stay sweet. Sweet. Stay sweet. sweet. sweet.